0: Hey, wow, everybody, it's me again, Justin Engelbart, with Stop Talking Already, with me, Justin. Hi. Anyway, this is another episode. It's still going. This is week three with Alyssa, my pretty much co host right? Yeah. Other than random guests that come in left and right, we are going to talk about things I don't know what yet, because I've recorded this before the show, so here comes everything. Yay, that was easy. This is getting quicker and faster every week now that I'm doing it almost weekly, so now it's kind of talking. Where do you start? You talk about houses. What's the worst place you've lived? I need to get my monotone out of here.
1: I've had some bad are we, Oh, are we recording? Yeah. Oh.
0: Um I need my LaCroix water.
1: I almost lived, well, the worst place I almost lived in was the place I was going to move into, uh... My last place in <laughs> Minneapolis before I moved here, mm-hmm. which was uh, a—it was the first time living on my own, and I was pretty broke. So and it was really cheap. It was expensive.
0: by yourself, by
1: yourself, by myself. Yeah. Um,
0: and it was cheap. And it so was that's like,
1: but it kind of—I <laughs> was really delusional, and it was really kind of like a tenement house. Idealistic, <laughs> but uh, it was like, I need a place to live that I can afford. It was a and. Um
0: Well what area of Minnesota was it? It was
1: actually it was in downtown Minneapolis.
0: Oh man. Um
1: that Sounds
0: thrilling. Is that anything like downtown Milwaukee?
1: Uh,
0: Milwaukee talk. <laughs> no, Minnesota. Like, Milwaukee talk to Milwaukee.
1: <laughs> i guess, guess kind of similar. Hey that's a it's running cooler. gag we have. Milwaukee I'm,
0: talk. Yeah, talk the Milwaukee, remember?
1: In the Milwaukee corner. <laughs> uh, anyway, it was kind of essentially a tenement house, and the room itself, see, the room the itself room. was right. cool. It had a little back porch, but you had to share a bathroom in the hallway with the
0: oh, I had room one down those. the hall. Yeah.
1: And so I was all set to go, uh, oh, and you didn't have your own mailbox, you had to go to the main office and they would give you your mail, that seems, which is incredibly
0: sketchy. That feels very official, though.
1: Uh, Not like, if you saw the main office.
0: Were <laughs> <laughs> they just like stealing people's Netflix and stuff?
1: I don't know, who knows? Um, oh. Uh, oh, I was all set to move in, um, and my mom came up to help me move, and we had just started moving stuff into the place, and like the third time we went into the hallway, um, apparently my future neighbor—he was in the bathroom with the door open, naked mm-hmm. on the toilet.
0: Maybe just somebody just like, barged oh, in hey.
1: Um, and my mom had a nervous breakdown. It's like, my daughter is not living really? in this place. You are coming with me. <laughs> so wait, your, your mom's
0: a little overprotective? Is she around here somewhere?
1: Uh, she's in Madison. This is also the woman when she came to visit me in one of the houses I lived in. She looked in the freezer and saw that we had a chicken cat? thighs. Oh, chicken thighs. No, no that, that dead cat came later. <laughs> did um, that really happen? But no, and she freaked. No. Actually, we did have a dead ha- hamster in our freezer once. So. <laughs> okay. Because we wanted to bury it, but it was in the middle of the winter and the ground was too hard, so we decided to wait. You shoot and out it was wrapped in it was just wrapped in aluminum foil, in our freezer during the winter. And when it finally thawed, not the hamster, the ground. Uh-huh. We just ended up throwing it away. Instead. Throwing it away. <laughs> <And it's laughs>
0: so terrible. <laughs> After was- waiting all that time, you could have at least like flushed it or something.
1: These are the hamsters. Um, the where is. one <laughs> essentially ate the other one, and then it like exploded. Hamsters are like always one of that. those. Snakes that eats an alligator or something.
0: Well, I remember I had a Is hamster. Is that a
1: hamster thing? Yeah, like, of
0: hamsters will financial. have babies and then immediately eat all their babies. Really? Yeah. I had a hamster growing up that they had, had a litter of babies, and then I went back later and there was only one hamster in the cage. <laughs> and so it must have somehow killed and ate the other one that was about the same size as it, which was also the father of his oh my God. hamster babies. Uh,
1: all right, like, so we're not... Uh, we weren't like a limb. special case. <laughs> Just limbs everywhere. Cannibalistic <laughs> hamsters. I wonder why that is. I'm I think they have that thing like that. fish
0: where they'll just eat and eat and eat. Like they don't know. That's dumb. Eat. Probably because they're not used to having like an abundant food source and they just have to eat when they find things. But they're
1: a pet. It right. lives. I mean, it, we feed it all the time. It's got access to water and food all the time. Well, most animals. And a
0: wheel? Yeah. How could
1: you not, you know?
0: They can't really domesticate hamsters, right? You can't like let them, because they're just poop everywhere. I think that's the difference hamsters. between cats and. Cats and dogs can, you know, they can figure Jane out Garofalo. where to poop. Yeah, that movie. That, was that Can her? we talk about that movie? The truth about cats and dogs?
1: You can talk about it and I'll listen because I've never seen it.
0: Oh, okay. Well, it's this movie. It's mid 90s romantic comedy. I've seen all of the Awful Dunning and mid 90s romantic comedies. There's a great one that takes place in Ireland. I forgot what it's called. I like to watch a lot of comedies because of the scenery, like Adam Sandler movies in Hawaii. Even though, like, blended. Like the
1: one with John Franiston. Yeah, that one's actually not
0: that bad, but it's a remake of a movie called uh, Desert cactus rose something like that cactus something um why are
1: we looking at a picture of dave Frank? oh because
0: you were talking about the room you said the word the room and have you seen the re- all right there's a movie i've that, seen
1: the room you've seen like, the room everyone's seen the room Tommy Wiseau, yeah
0: yeah they're doing a movie called let's see i thought he was in it but maybe he's not oh it's called the masterpiece they're doing a remake of the room called the masterpiece oh but with, with james franco's directing and um oh my god yeah look at the cast list like <gasps> Zac Efron's playing Dan. I don't even know who Dan is I think it's the guy who just disappears halfway through because he got an argument with Tony Wiseau <laughs> yeah I think so yeah I so think they, he's just
1: like the friend yeah
0: Seth Rogen's in there I don't know who the Sandy character is supposed to be I think it's supposed to be like a fake documentary of the making of The Room
1: oh my god and then Dave
0: Franco plays Greg and
1: this
0: right they've been talking about this amazing. for a while there's another movie like this that they Karen were Sharon Stone yeah with she, and Melanie Griffith is in there for some reason?
1: And Brank... oh my God!
0: Who's the kid?
1: When does this come out?
0: It's got to be pretty soon. Um, Holy shit! Updated the February 2016. I bet you it's pretty soon. <laughs> um, they were they had a similar one that I don't think they're going to make anymore, where they're doing like a dramatization of uh, the King of Kong. Have you ever seen oh, that? Oh no, I
1: haven't. I want to though.
0: It's great. They're just like this one evil guy who just keeps like there's a really lovable main character who's just like a dad that has a King Kong machine in his house that mm-hmm. he's. Like, he's the best King Kong player, but then there's this crazy, ben and then Billy something. It's got like a long mullet. It's, like a rock star gamer In kind the documentary? of guy. Yeah, Billy Mitchell. Okay. It's like a f- infamous character. He's like a Tommy Wiseau kind of character. It's just like this nutjob. Not the biggest Tommy Wiseau,
1: but Tommy
0: Wiseau. You have to watch King of Kong. He- Billy Mitchell is just a real character. Like, I think for a living now, he makes hot sauces. Cool. Which is pretty cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's got like his like blonde, like, bombshell wipe and like a bunch of kids and stuff and
1: sounds like a rad dude
0: yeah and everybody just knows who he is he's uh you know one of those guys that's just so cool that it transcends like anything like if you see uh you seen windy city heat like the bobcat <laughs> goldweight movie uh i need to look up a clip it might pick it up it, they basically i'll see how they describe it on here so i don't ruin it it's like one of the i think it's bobcat goldweight's first directorial thing so, I've only
1: seen one of his, and I forget what it's called, but it's the one where, like, an older guy and a young girl just go around on a killer, spree. Oh, spray. yeah, yeah, that movie's um,
0: great. It's,
1: like, American something,
0: or... Yeah, it's, uh, God Bless America. God Bless America, yeah. Well, Windy City, he, basically, they just convince this guy with this huge ego that he's a movie star. Mm. Oh, Don Barris is involved, apparently, and that's the guy that, uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind is about. Like, the, uh... He was. He worked on a lot of game shows in the '70s, but oh, lived like yeah, the yeah. craziest life ever. Yeah, what are
1: you talking about?
0: But anyway, so this guy at some point in the movie, I think his name's Tony something. Shakes the clown. Shakes the clown. That's another one. Um, he finds. He finds out that like they're. It's just a big raz that they're doing on him, mm-hmm. and he doesn't really care. Like it doesn't mean anything to him. He's a movie star. It's still, on yeah, it still
1: strokes his ego.
0: Yeah, there's a documentary I watched recently about like the. It's the stupidest Person thing I've Daily. ever seen. I don't know why I'm just flying through all these right now. What, Dane Cook plays Roman Polanski in it? I don't remember that. That's weird. That's interesting, though. Yeah. I'd give him that part. Okay. I watched this documentary about this guy who, he's like a, one of those dudes who buys all the, uh, goes into like storage lockers and stuff mm-hmm. and buys that kind of stuff. So he found this, like it was like an arm, like this petrified oh, arm. I've heard about this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then the guy who's, I think it's like the son of the guy whose arm it is wants to get the arm back and he won't give it up just because he wants to be a celebrity kind of yeah so he makes it in like this huge legal what battle what is that like, called what is um, that really called well i, I to... just
1: heard about it recently
0: it was pretty entertaining and the guy thinks he, he really thinks he's a star and it's like well you are in a movie and you have various tv shows about you and you're uh, like you kind of are a star like regardless yeah. of whether or not like yeah it's kind of a lark that there's a let's see movie about arm <laughs> Million Dollar arm. arm. I think that's it, actually.
1: Or The Arm. Million Dollar Arm is a baseball movie, I believe. Oh, with... Oh, yeah, with...
0: With who is Mr. it? Mr.
1: Ham. John Ham.
0: Oh, John Ham. Nice. Wow. John Ham. He's kind of awesome like the Hamm. better version awesome of Hamm. Matthew Shepard. Or, no, Matthew Shepard's the name of the character from Lost that the actor plays. I think his name oh, is...
1: Oh, um... Sc- Matthew Fox or Matthew something? Matthew Fox. Yeah. I loved...
0: He did a ghost, uh serial show called uh
1: no that's the arm's not it either
0: no hold on movie about
1: documentary about
0: documentary about severed arm yes you make a movie about anything that's why i kind of love doing the podcast and it's not
1: google history must be interesting
0: yeah you don't want to look at my google history
1: no keep that to yourself
0: Uh, most of the time i'm just on reddit and just, like, clicking around on whatever's there. And Twitter. Those are the two best ways to, like, find new things. Otherwise, I just end up going to, like, Google News or something and get bored. Mm. Man, this isn't going to tell me. Well, arms we both have...
1: know it's a thing. It's out there.
0: Movie on Netflix about... I'll have to ask my friend and amend this later. To write love on our arms. There's too many movies with the word arm in them. Hmm. Documentaries on Netflix about arms... This is almost interesting. i got to be quick enough about it on Netflix. There are people
1: yelling at their uh, devices. <laughs> I said that said that last time, too.
0: I just wonder whether or not I know any of these people um, that are my subscribers. I know there's like two, maybe three. Huh. And it, it also doesn't tell you whether or not people actually listen to it, but as long as the number keeps well, going up, right, exactly. Maybe write me a great review. Oh, it's called Pulling John. Is that it? What? No, that's oh, an no. arm wrestling documentary.
1: Okay, well, Sweet.
0: And check uh, that out too okay let's see oh let's just go through the list of uh documentaries on netflix here this isn't that entertaining it will also
1: but be extremely fascinating
0: bill cunningham new york that's a really good one um it's kind of a meta the exact same way where they're just looking for something to film about so it's kind of more about like art and where your energy all goes into i guess uh-huh. oh there's a great movie called sweetgrass about sheep about uh cattle herders Oh. Or Shepherds over in... Uh, I forget what it is. Um, let's that actually see. sounds interesting. I just like those kind of pastoral things, just seeing like... Like I'll just watch... Bucolic. Bucolic, exactly. Like I'll watch like an hour-long thing about uh, Hawaii just to see Hawaii. I'm just a Hawaii guy. trouble <laughs> <laughs> me to Hawaii. <laughs> Please. Either. Or like anything about Iceland. I believe they call it Iceland. Yes. <laughs> Iceland. <laughs> uh, best worst movie, that was okay, but that isn't the best worst movie. That's the one about Troll 2.
1: Oh, sure. Have I, you ever seen Troll 2?
0: Yeah, I have. It's great, but I don't know if I would... I don't know if I can pick a best
1: B-movie. Uh, well, the room's up there, but that's a little too The iconic. room's
0: definitely up there, yeah. Um.
1: I saw one of my favorite movies in college, but it was a spoof B-movie, like a spoof B science fiction movie uh-huh. called The Lost Skeleton of Cadavera.
0: I've seen that one, didn't they? That's great. Yeah, with like the whole stage set, like theater thing. Kinda, yeah. At and the point, magical sure. realism basically is what that sort of could be called, I guess. Mm. I don't feel like anybody's using yeah. ma- magical realism right because when they first like discovered that it's like a, well, I doesn't. It I guess it doesn't translate to film as well as it does. to, so, like novels. Yeah, so.
1: because then you would just say it's fantasy. We're or never going to science be. fiction or something.
0: I can't figure out what the name of that movie was, and I'm gonna give up on it. We were talking it's... about something awful places to live. Well, when I, when I was younger.
1: Oh wait, hang on, real quick. One other last movie. Have you ever seen Rubber?
0: Oh, about the about the murderous tire.
1: No, I didn't watch it. The tire's name is Robert. (laughs) That's kind of magical realism.
0: Oh, definitely. I think most horror movies. There
1: are a lot of breaking the fourth wall as well. Yeah. In that one.
0: Well, horror horror villains are always kind of supernatural, right? It's never like oh, this is just some normal. Like in Scream, even when you find out who the killer is, and then. You think that they're dead, and then they keep coming back, and that's mm-hmm. sort of. I mean, it's just a trope. It's a horror trope, I guess. Like, you also always have in horror movies this character called a half man, which is somebody's already encountered the monster. Okay. To get everybody else scared about it, it's kind of just like a hype oh, guy. Oh, just
1: like, like theoretically, like this is like film it's theory. It's film theory, yeah. This like half man, okay. like in
0: Scream Two, you have uh, Jamie F- Jamie Kennedy's character, okay. where he's giving he has like that tape that he recorded about the rules of like a horror mm-hmm. trilogy. Oh, it's actually in Scream Three, but he's in Scream Two too before that happens. Or in um, Alien, you have that cyborg that's living on the space station, like an android or something oh, that yeah. has seen like these monsters before, but he's totally emotionless, which is usually kind of the character that you get. Or I know there's a lot of other good examples of the Half Man. Hold on, I gotta look yes, it up. Man. It's interesting to me because it's just one of those. The tropes are always interesting to me, like what appeals to us in our time period from like these archetypal story structures. Mm-hmm. Like that there's a. You can always break things down to their pieces, like whether or not some. You know, the the woman who wrote uh, Fifty Shades of Grey or whatever, it was supposed to just be, like, totally based off of... What was the book it was ripping off? Like, uh... Oh, uh, Twilight. Oh, I
1: oh. yeah, it's kind of Twilight meets Marquis de Sade.
0: Right. <laughs> exactly. It's almost like, n- there's you know, there's nothing new under the sun or something. Like yeah. There's just, like, these sort Which of emergent, like, story structures that come out of you. Like, even if you're this horrible writer like her, you're basing it all off of your inspirations or, like, the things right, that you like. yeah. And it just ends up... Being... You've absorbed
1: it subconsciously, and it and just you've... ends
0: up being totally generic. At some point, right? Like, it's just going to be the story where you can predict everything. Like predictability in these stories is the worst part. Like, mm. like I can't laugh at anything where I see the jokes coming, or where there's a laugh track, or where somebody's trying to draw attention how funny it is. Like, yeah. there's so many great That's British why shows. Watch,
1: or... Yeah, I can't watch um, American network sitcoms.
0: Oh, I know. And you take the right, 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 right. You take the laugh track out.
1: Yeah. I mean, there have been exceptions to the rule, like a 30 Rock or a Parks and Rec or something, but...
0: I do not even had a track, though. Even
1: those... No, they're not. Or they don't. Yeah, that's why I like them. I just like that style of humor, but even they themselves are pretty formulaic. Actually, very formulaic.
0: Very formulaic. Yeah. Um,
1: but I just like that. I like their brand. I like their flavor.
0: I think it was from Blake Snyder, the half-man <clears throat> thing. And I was, of course, obsessed with all the... Like Snyder saves the cat books, especially the second one, Save the cat goes to the movies. It's amazing. He breaks down like there's only like eleven different actual genres for film, and he basically breaks down everything that happens in a lot of them. So, mm. like your road your road trip movie is the same as like a every sports movie is a road trip movie basically because okay it ends and you know you it's uh, golden fleece I think is what they the technical term is for it where there's just obviously like an angle something a that you're racing and then, for yeah like regardless of if you move or not because temp you know, there's no temporal yeah. sort of thing in in movies. I mean, I guess more so in, like, the 70s movies where it all seemed really loosely plotted and, and improvised, like Bad News Bears, where you can tell there's, like, four or five things that are supposed to happen, but the rest of it is just kind of, like, made, like Animal House or Caddyshack. Like, yeah. there's just such, like, a loose sort of thing to them. And now, at this point, when you have so many different cuts and shots and that sort of thing, it, maybe it feels more like you're going on a road trip. Unless you hmm. just have, like, a shot, like, a stock footage shot of, like, a plane oh. or something.
1: What was this guy's name again? Blake Snyder. Blake Snyder. I'm
0: good. Yeah, and then he got killed by mm-hmm. some conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. He died after he had just become, like, super successful with these books, and he was writing another one. And it, some people think that it was, like, the powers that be, like, in, like an Illuminati or, like, Hollywood, somebody, like, killing, him. Like, with, uh...
1: Really? Like, a, like the studios? Maybe, because
0: he had totally cracked, like, the code of this stuff, and mm-hmm. you could tell they were trying to, like, quiet it down. Wow. When we, was this? He died in 2009. Oh, wow. But yeah, like, his books on screenwriting were, like, by far the most pop- most accessible and the most popular, and a lot of it just makes, like, a lot of sense. And unlike, unlike a lot of these guys, when you read their books, they've never, like, written scripts or that kind of thing. Like, like,
1: who's the guy in, um, that they go to see in Adaptation, who I think is, like, is a real dude?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Charlie Kaufman, Isn't that no, but Charlie they go,
1: um, they go to see a screenwriter like a a speech by a, like a famous huh screenwriter coach or something like that.
0: Screenwriter coach is it like Sid Field? Played
1: by Brian Cox, I believe.
0: Oh, Brian Cox, nice deep dig. Well, anyway, he's not, an actor, not the Brian Cox from Infinite Monkey Cage. No, not who that one we talked about last time with his feud with Deepak Chopra. Yeah, not that one. Um, uh, I Co- thought. Coach and couch, those are two words that are easily mixed Wasn't up. Wasn't
1: it Bill Nye that had the feud, or no?
0: No, it was Brian Cox. But maybe so. Bill Nye got in on it, too. Oh, yeah.
1: Because yeah, all the science... All that feud action.
0: Right. You know, all these secondhand like, gurus that are clearly just trying to make money off of mm-hmm. other people's ideas. Although science is all other people's ideas, too, kind of. Unless you're... That's what I like... That's kind of what I was going to bring... Like, uh, Blake Snyder actually wrote, like, a lot of screenplays, like, most of the screenplay guru guys are guys who have never, like, written anything. Like, right. Like, Sid Field, like, he was, his book, Screenwriting or On Screenwriting or something, was always, like, the one that you're supposed to read if you want to do screenwriting, but he was just not a s- successful writer, and I think he had, like, one writing credit to his name, it's like, oh, if you're so good at this. Right. Why didn't Stop you... Stop
1: spending all your time writing about it and start doing it. Start doing it, Well, it, well those dude. who can't do, teach. That's,
0: That's so what true. Say. And those so... who can't teach, teach Jim. <laughs> 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 that's from school of rock
1: what um what were some of the screenplays that that guy wrote
0: oh he did blank check um oh. he wrote that was his genre the Disney movie yeah oh, okay his I genre was kids movies really kids comedies yeah you just kind of that's pick, interesting yeah you just kind of pick a genre you know it's like a niche with anything else like huh. i don't have my niche yeah i do it's comedy i guess it's yeah. like loose-ended comedy like even it's if you absurd. don't even absurd 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 yeah I think so. This one actually is kind of more on par than, I mean, more on, uh, more normal than normally. The I guess it becomes, on the one we're doing right now. I mean, I guess it becomes normal after a while when you do these enough and it's like, oh, that's what you offer. Do you
1: want, oh, to, ta- do you you want, want to talk about it at all? Or you do not want
0: to like, talk about it? Talk about what? I'm just,
1: well, I'm just curious what it's about, but I don't know if you want to say anything.
0: Oh, about, about which it? one?
1: The one you're working on now. The screenplay? Yeah. With your, is it, with your New York friend?
0: Well, we haven't re- we're haven't. we going to brainstorm gonna that later now. tonight. And this is a nice little chance for me to plug our show that we're going to do somewhere tonight. I don't think it's going to end up on my channel, but I'll put a link. You I su- know what
1: we were doing right now? Peeking behind the curtain.
0: Yeah, that's what I wanted. I suggested that we <laughs> call that. Maybe, we should call it, maybe I should call it Peeking Behind the Curtain with him. I was, that's a good that's a good title i kind of just like behind the curtain but i think peeking behind the curtain is good because then you can tell it's a joke like behind the curtain sounds super pretentious and that's why i like it yeah like stop talking already it's but like you got the, word, two crazy you had the word
1: peeking and it makes it cute and also there's a k sound so everyone like loves
0: that peeky <laughs> blinders Yep. okay wait i found the thing about the half man um all right when it comes to the monster in every one of these monster movies the pure monster like a supercharged beach and jaws and jurassic park there's a domestic monster like in Hand the Rocks a Cradle or Pacific Heights, or a serial monster such as the Night-Filling Baddie and any of the slasher, mm-hmm. slasher flicks. Um, okay, wait, hold on. Where's the part about... Like, this is all super interesting, and I would just mm-hmm. read it out loud, but... Um, should bar- yeah, I'm gonna check this guy out. Yeah, I have a, I have his books. You can borrow them. They're so good. You'll fly oh. through them. Um, dang it, where is it? Where is the half man? Okay, I'll find it. Nice. Very um,
1: like the hero's journey, but for screenplays.
0: It's exactly like that, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was reading the guy recently who was sort of responsible for inspiring Joseph Campbell to write all those things. Like, it just keeps oh, you really? can just keep tracing it back further and well, further. sure, yeah. This guy uh, P.D. Ospensky is his name. Oh, and I heard about him when I was reading Ramdas. Uh-huh. Which is also kind of connected to. I don't know why Joseph Campbell fits into like that same category as like the spiritual teachers from like the '50s.
1: Well, yeah, and I, I listened to the You Made It Weird with Duncan Trussell and the, uh, God, I'm not going to remember his name, but...
0: Oh, uh, 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 um, I know who that you is. You know. Raghu Marcus. Marcus.
1: Yeah. And they, they talked I about love Joseph him, but Campbell quite a bit. That was a, that was a good one.
0: Um, That is a good one. Everybody listen to anything Duncan Trussell does. So and Pete
1: Holmes, because he's pretty funny.
0: He's kind of the same. They're kind of the same guy to me. I think Pete Holmes might be a little funnier, but Duncan Trussell's...
1: Pete Holmes, yeah, is... Smarter
0: on random topics or something. He's more authoritative. Yeah,
1: Pete Holmes is goofier and more optimistic. I think Duncan Trussell's a little on the pessimistic side.
0: Really? I guess I could see that. Or maybe he is trying to get away from that, but he's still there. Yeah. Although success probably is making him not so super uh, pessimistic anymore. I was like... One of the examples of a half-man, let's see. So this is, uh, this is Fatal Attraction. Mm-hmm. So you always have... it. I'm just going to okay. explain this. Yeah, you always have an opening image, every movie. Then you have your theme stated, which in... Hold on, I can find a good example of this. Let me just find a movie that everybody knows.
1: Whatever, yeah, whatever that book is, do you have that? I do, I have it somewhere.
0: You're totally going to borrow it. Um, let's see, what's the most popular movie ever?
1: Uh, Aviator or not Aviator?
0: Avatar. That would you have to really break that down. Avatar will fit into it. Avatars.
1: So I mean, that's just didn't even try.
0: Yeah. Right. Right. So you got Scream. Okay, let's go through the Scream one quick. So you got your opening image. It's a ring ringing phone, isolated house. There's always an opening image, which will be. Usually it just contrasts really well with the closing image, even though people... Okay. So
1: Book-ended end, book images.
0: Which is, well, it's supposed to show you, like, the change that the main characters went through because you don't want to have a static character. You want to mm-hmm. have a different character at the end of the movie than the beginning, which has always been a problem with, like, comedies, where your lead actor is just, like, some comedian who's super yeah, funny. Yeah, you don't
1: want to see them change because you like them for what they are and you don't want to see it any differently.
0: Right. I mean, other than, like, maybe Bill Murray or, like, Tom Hanks, who will... Like, appear to have changed, yeah. even though you just love them as much as you always did at, at the end of it.
1: But, like, you know, Paul Rudd is great, but he doesn't really evolve in any of his movies, you know?
0: Uh-huh. Well,
1: I guess, like, what's the Ant year Man? 40 or something?
0: Year for hey, This is 40? This is 40. Kind of, but I think that's Maybe. the worst of those movies. But I like the Dread Apatow like movies it. because they kind of feel like the 70s comedies, where they mm-hmm. are really loosely plotted and it's, like, a lot of set pieces. Yeah. Which is probably the Harold Ramis school of... Comedy, Sure, really. sounds like it. Although it's completely hit or miss with Harold Ramis. He did like 10,000 BC or whatever that awful... Oh, Year One. And then he did like... Oh,
1: with Seth Rogen and... Yeah. Who was the other one? I never saw it, but...
0: I think actually it's um, Jack Black 10,000 BC, that yeah.
1: is the worst movie ever made.
0: That one's pretty bad. And he, a lot of movies that take place in with, like, prehistoric my... times are terrible.
1: Yeah, my... The one on the top of my list used to be Waterworld. But it's definitely 10,000 BC now. And I do want to give Waterworld World another shot. I just, I don't like Kevin Costner. I think that was a big part of it.
0: I don't like movies that take place too much in water.
1: water. <laughs> really?
0: Yeah, like uh, Popeye. I watched Popeye again. And oh, like half of that movie that. is Robin Williams swimming around. And I'm like...
1: Are you scared of water?
0: No, I just think it's it's stupid. Huh. I'm just like, why like, is you all water? All the electronics
1: water? that they had on that set. <laughs> Get away from the water. Why do you have to be underwater? I don't watch open water then.
0: Oh, that movie's pretty good. This, yeah, he yeah. actually breaks that down in this book, Up in Water. Really? Is, mm-hmm.
1: That's, that would be interesting because it's just two kind of... people, yeah.
0: Yeah. In the ocean. <laughs> I mean, they're always, it's always really subtle. Well, some of them are more subtle than others. We can continue on the screen one. The second part you see every opening image, always, which is the ringing phone. You have a theme stated, which is in every movie, which is in like the first five, ten minutes. So in this case, it's right away off the bat. He says, You like scary movies, which mm-hmm. is the theme of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is a meta scary movie that's based yeah. on it. So then you always have setup, which is the hardest. Setup and bad guys close in are the two hardest parts. It should be a better title for the second part, but that was kind of what he coined, and since he's dead, I don't think anybody wants to change it. So y- you know, like yeah, in most in most horror movies, it's always based on morality. So she uh, mm-hmm. den- she denies, yeah, her she has a boyfriend, so she can flirt with the guy on the phone, uh-huh. which immediately, oh, you're gonna get killed because you just that's like a moral you lie transgression or something.
1: Moral, right. oh, no, because she yeah, she wants to flirt. Okay, gotcha.
0: Um, okay, yeah. So then there's just the. The whole sequence of, you know, she ends up getting killed and everything. You meet Sydney Prescott, who you need you know, she's in that awful situation. She's kinda of like a half man sort of person herself, but um and then the guy who ends up being the killer later, Skeet Ulrich. You and, and it's tricky when you put in uh, in most movies you're gonna have your villain introduced within the first fifteen minutes. Okay. I've clearly read way too much of this. Yes, crap.
1: well not too much. You've read a lot about this crap
0: so that, so that it's very
1: interesting crap
0: that can t- tip you up in horror movies um you're going to always see whoever the killer is within the first 15 minutes so you can what narrow if it's it down like a,
1: a supernatural being even then they've i mean pro- i guess that would be like the first scare or whatever right? right but then
0: even then you would find out like who that person is or like maybe more history on them or something like even if it was yeah. like a monster like in like jaws or or jeepers creepers like if it's Totally amount. You're still going to find out like history about them later okay. on in the movie, but they w- would have an appearance that early. There's uh-huh. probably exceptions to that, but there's not many of them. You know, so then you get a catalyst, which is when you basically... it's uh, If you were talking like the Joseph Campbell sort of thing, it's the uh, acceptance or denial of the call. Okay. okay it just basically sets things in order. So in, in Scream. So Nevin, Galpel, T- Tatum Riley, Rose McGowan, learn of the murder from the night before. So... And then then Courtney Cox shows up. She's on hand with Dewey, of course, our buddy, David Arquette, the best. <laughs> so, you know, basically that, that totally shifted them into a completely new world. Mm-hmm. Like at the beginning of Act 2. Already. Well, it's not quite the beginning of Act 2. So then you have a debate portion, which is whether or not to accept the call. And uh, so you got Rose, you got your, you got your girl, uh, uh, Nev Campbell. And they, they have a bunch of uh, boyfriends and these random guys, like Jamie Kennedy's character, video store clerk who's seen all the horror, every scary movie ever made, which is your half-man character. Um, and then, of course, Matthew Lillard. And so the debate in this movie is, is who the murderer is. Like, uh-huh. So that, you know, you're, you're just kind of uh, establishing all these teen sort of relationships and the teen drama. And like, oh, who's going to get killed next? And it's just juicy because there's so much stuff there. And then you hit the break into two, which is when it actually shifts into like a, a separate world. So that's when she gets her call from the killer sure. guy on the phone for the first time. And she's cool and everything. And yeah, she just assumes somebody, one of her friends, playing a joke, and then he appears, and he's there, and it's like, okay, this is this guy's gonna be around now, and mm-hmm. he's involved in like your world, mm-hmm. like the world of of Nev Campbell. And then you had a love story. The B story exists in pretty much every movie ever. There's always a love interest, like you pretty much can't avoid it. And if it, if it's, I guess there's some exceptions to it, but it usually happens right around like the 25, 30 minute mark, and this can be extrapolated on a timeline. Okay. Basically, so if you have, like, a three-hour movie, these all happen still sequentially, but you just need to figure out, like, what time sure. they're going to happen at. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess the love story here is having her dead mom. Okay. And, uh... Fun and games. Fun and games. That's the promise of the premise, as they call it. That's when they basically show off whatever it was that was on, like, the poster. Like, we were talking about, like, Captain oh. the new Captain America Civil War. Like, when they... I think the movie poster is something, like... Captain America, and Iron Man, like, like fighting butting or something, heads
1: or something, yeah. something like, stupid literally like that. Butting heads, yeah. So that's
0: when you literally get yeah, whatever the the premise, whatever
1: the initial draw was, or
0: right, right, right. That's what brought people in. That's uh, like right. an elevator pitch. So yeah, then you you know you get people start getting killed. Um, somebody murdered Nev's mom, so that kind of raises the bar. They're like, oh, is it some sort of crazy ritualistic killer that's been mm-hmm. around for years, or a copycat killer? Uh, oh yeah, Linda Blair's in there. I forgot about that. Um, then you got your midpoint, which is basically they want to raise the stakes. Um, so then Mr. Wink, Mr. Our boy, Henry Winkler gets killed. Oh. Um,
1: <laughs> hey,
0: and, and, and any, mi- kill me. <laughs> hey. any murder mystery too, you have a lot of red herrings on purpose to try to lead you to mm-hmm. think that like, oh, maybe it's going to be this guy. or Maybe it's going to be that guy. So okay. it, it's always, you know, it's be like, oh, it's going to be one of these guys from the first. And you should segment. never assume that. And when you, you rewatch some of these movies, it's so easy to break it down. Like in Scream Three, the guy, the, ki- the guy who turns out to be the killer, I think it's the director or something. The entire movie is wearing a black jumpsuit. Like every time you see mm. him, like out of car- out of sc-
1: out of his mask.
0: Yeah, he's got like a full black jumpsuit underneath. Um, out of his robe. Out of his.
1: He's just got the black jumpsuit underneath that robe.
0: So then you just de him, and you're like, oh. And you're like,
1: oh, it's just, it was you all along.
0: Scream 4 is really good, by the way. If you haven't seen I'm it. I'm
1: not. I it's... think I we probably have only seen the first two.
0: Ooh, the third one's amazing. Really. I love it. Is Jay and Silent Bob make a cameo in it. Oh god. Because they're on the new line a lot. It was right when Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back comes back. They're both Miramax movies, so it was just crossed. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Is Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back any good? Yeah. Oh yeah. Really?
0: Mark Mark Hamill plays a villain called Cockknocker. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <it's> a- <laughs> That's all you need to say. It's pretty uh, it's amazing. To be a great movie. Chris Rock <laughs> plays a director of the movie that they're trying to crash and they get Jason, Jason Biggs, and uh, somebody else are supposed to be playing them in the movie. So they just beat mm-hmm. them up and replace them. Like, and the, nice. the said it's it's good. And you got some good George Carlin too. But oh. anyway, after after your midpoint, which is when oh things are going to get bad, then your bad guys close in, which is just when like oh people are going to get killed. It's a horror movie. Um, but okay, let's see. So the midpoint. So when things get escalated, mm-hmm. uh, Jamie Jamie Kennedy, who's your half man character, basically tells us the score. Saying that, you know, both Skeet and Matthew's characters are everyone's prime suspect when you're watching a horror movie. It's like the jealous boyfriends or something or that sort of character. Uh, So then they lock themselves in a house and party, which is exactly like horror movie trope, right? Like, oh, don't go in that basement. Why are you going down there? Right. Purposely, like, the curiosity, I think, goes right along with the morality or, like, transgressions that way. Hmm. Anyway, bad guy's closing, the house is sealed tight, curfew is imposed, and the kids gather for a beer batch, false suspect circle in our mind. So then it's kind of like, oh, okay, the killer's definitely here, it's one of these people. Yeah. Um, and then Nev's dad's it's missing. Imminent. It's imminent.
1: Eminent? Imminent. Imminent.
0: And then you get, like, yes, imminent. amazing David Arquette, my, one of my favorite B-movie actors. He's so good. Uh, yeah. Is he b be- I, th- I like his B movies better than his A movies but okay. I think even his A movies were always B movies like 10 like a Freaks or
1: he's, yeah he's still just
0: a B mm-hmm. he's a B dude and there's always this thing called a whiff of death uh, right after mm-hmm. the better, which is right before your all is lost moment when something like terrible happens and you don't you're not gonna be able to figure out how to rectify this and for like a minute the character's like oh, I don't know what to do so sometimes like an elf there's a part where he wants to kill himself Mhm. he wants to commit suicide which is your whiff of death that happens in all is lost familiar with the elf.
1: whiff of death what happens when I eat spicy food?
0: I get away. See, that was a fart joke. <laughs> that was a fart joke. I was guys. talking about poop earlier with a friend, but oh, I
1: could talk about poop all day. I don't want to talk about poop. Okay,
0: I'll probably talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> but all I want to talk the about now, <laughs> you don't need to know. I don't want to talk about girl poop. I want to pretend that <laughs> you know, Yeah, that's you're, a guy don't thing. To quit
1: fooling yourself, buddy. <laughs>
0: Although when I hang out with like my big group of uh, lesbian girls, in oh, Seattle, yeah, your girls' they, nights, they just talk. No, that's here. Oh, that's okay. They just talk about like periods and stuff real openly, and I'm like, all right, whatever, I'm here. But
1: it's a thing that happens.
0: It is. Um, well, anyway, so how's we can and- talk
1: about boogers? Boogers are fine. Okay, maybe later in the show.
0: All right, we'll bring it up right after I get through this because I <laughs> don't want it to be too. <laughs> So you got your dark night of the soul, which is like when you know you you have to make a new realization or like get drawn into act three, which is the part of the movie where the first two acts kind of combine in this way. Whatever the character learned during the second act kind of is joined by the first act. Okay. So, uh, man, this wouldn't be the best example, but anyway. So.
1: <laughs> by choosing to break the have sex and die rule of these movies, <laughs> of yeah, all yeah. slasher movies, right? You ever right? Do you ever see it follows? Yeah. Was it as good as everyone says it was?
0: It's pretty interesting. The premise is really interesting, but...
1: That's totally, isn't that, have sex and die?
0: Well, it's a reversal on that. Because, yeah, basically by having sex with somebody, you're passing on this STD that is that monster following you around. Okay. So everybody's just trying to bang everybody else to get rid of the monster. But then they're thinking... Oh,
1: you completely pass it on to them? Yeah, so like like at the beginning of the
0: movie, she gets like seduced by some guy.
1: Have sex and live. Interesting.
0: Right, right, right. So then, but then, you know, she's considering all these people that would probably do her. And like, oh, I don't want to wish that. On. I don't want to like kill this guy or like kill that guy. Okay. So instead, they try to figure out. Oh, or, like, and then the it monster. makes the
1: yeah the moral question of like intimacy and yeah right. Stuff. It, Interesting.
0: It's pretty. It's pretty good. I don't like the ending that much, but huh. a lot of horror movies have kind of bad ending. I've heard
1: it's legit scary. I
0: don't think it so was. No. But I don't get scared at so because uh, I know there's not. I suppose be any score. it might be
1: if you have a lot of random sex.
0: Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Let's see. So, bragging of three. So, she chooses to have sex, which is a transgression, which means that now she's being targeted by this monster. And maybe, the, you know, in the first act, she's not, she's one of the, uh, what do you call it, like, virtuous sort of characters mm-hmm. where there isn't anything that she's done wrong where she'd get killed for it. So, it, mm-hmm. so but yeah, you know, you got the have sex and die thing, so synthesis of the first two acts, and now she's basically entered her mo- mother's world, which is the monster's secret world, according to P- Blake Snyder. Um, so then you get your finale, which you'll always see. Um, obviously, when everything kind of happens, people get killed. You reveal whoever the killer is. So Matthew and Skeet reveal themselves as the killers, seeking revenge against both Nevin her Mom, who's hidden sin of sleeping with Skeet's father ruined Skeet's life.
1: Oh, I Something forgot sort of why.
0: Yeah, I, crazy reveal like I that. Why. Like an old boy when it. We have no clue why that guy was being like locked in this in prison for fifteen years, and it turned uh-huh. out that he had like a. He said something negative to, like, the guy's sister, like, oh. 20 years ago, and he didn't even remember doing it. Yeah. And, like, the guy totally fucked up his life. I love that movie. Um, I've seen it. Old boy. The original? Mm-hmm. Oh, you should watch. It's on Netflix. It's pretty gross. Cool. So, yeah. Do I want to ruin why it's so gross?
1: Uh.
0: Well, basically, his weapon's a hammer, and so... Oh,
1: okay. He'll. T- gotcha.
0: But he'll use, like, the claw in, and he uses the claw in in a couple parts. Yikes. And, uh... Basically, just becomes like a dog that has to do whatever the, the villain tells uh, him to do at one point. Uh-huh. And uh, I won't ruin it for you. There's a uh, yeah. gross part involving the scissors.
1: Yeah. Can't wait for that. It's so is it, good. Is it so in, um, like, Audition, where there's like a like a close-up of like a needle going into an eye yeah. or something? Okay.
0: I believe so. Audition's great because of those, um, basically, she cuts off the arms and legs of people and puts them in these meat bags and hangs them from the ceiling and feeds them vomit.
1: Oh, God.
0: Yeah, it's pretty fucking crazy. Like, over the top. It's just... <laughs> the first half of the well, movie... Well,
1: I can't wait to watch that one, too.
0: You probably should skip Audition. Um, it's one of those movies where it does... it. The beginning's like, just straight-up comedy. Like, oh, just... really? They're... They made it, like, an acting class or something, and he just okay. goes back to, like, to her house before, mm-hmm. you, like, you find any of this crazy stuff out some movies yeah. just yeah, they combine those genres so well. Interesting, I didn't know way. about
1: that aspect of it.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised there's no American remake yet. But what would they? Do? Who would do that, right? Like, uh, 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 ever seen Funny Games?
1: No, but I know, I know of it.
0: Yeah, the the director remade his own movie for an yeah, American audience. Yeah,
1: Michael Heineke or something like that. Something like that. that. Yeah, and he Manneke? made it
0: even like he even, made it
1: yeah like cool. shot for shot.
0: Even well, it's even more fucked up. Like the American version is great. And I think, uh, what's his face in there, my favorite actor? Who's the guy that was... Tim Roth.
1: Tim Roth? Yeah. And wasn't Naomi Watts, too?
0: Maybe it's Naomi Watts. I think it was. Yeah, um, okay. So then you got your final image, which is a counterpoint to the phone ringing. Um, And basically she just says that it's like something out of a scary movie, which brings a postmodern thriller to a full circle at the end. So, I mean, you're basically capitalizing on your theme at the end there. Like in... Well, Die Hard Two, like the theme stated he's on the plane next to this older lady. And usually the theme is stated by like a character who doesn't have anything to do with the rest of the movie. They're mm-hmm. just there for a second to say something and then get out of there. And she says, like, isn't technology great? And that entire movie is just basically about whether or not technology is great. Like if the pitfalls associated with modern technology are as good as like the benefits that it could have for people.
1: Oh. Which I've only seen Die Hard. I haven't seen Die Hard Two. I have seen well, I haven't seen any of the other ones.
0: Amazing Christmas movie. Alright, so that was that We got through that a Die
1: Hard 2's in Time too?
0: Yeah, they both are. Mm. Two of my favorite Christmas movies, even though they take place in California. It's one of my... My buddy John went to... When he drove to Los Angeles (laughs) from San Francisco, he went to Century City to see the place that the Nakatami Plaza is based Mm. off of. Which is cool. It looks exactly like from the movie. Nice. I, I, I didn't even know really what it was. I wasn't that big of a fan of that movie. I'm not one of those. Pe- there's you got those friends who are just like addicted to certain movies that they'll watch like over and over again. Like I've got my favorite well, movie. Well,
1: Christmas movies are very specific. Everyone has their favorite Christmas movie.
0: Yeah. What is mine? Yeah. What's yours? I like Mine's, Christmas well, story.
1: I'm, I was just gonna say I'm a Christmas story person. Your Christmas story. There's Die Hard. Uh,
0: National, Lampoon's. National Lampoon's
1: Christmas Vacation for sure.
0: We both went to that at the same time. There. Yeah. Elf yeah. is pretty good.
1: Oh yeah, Elf. Yeah. If Bad Santa. A more Modern one.
0: I love Bad Santa. Mm-hmm. Get some quality, uh, John Ritter and Bernie Mac, before they die. Um, screws. Mister okay.
1: Frost. What's the What's the oh. Superman, um, horror movie. I'm Mister. Was wasn't Bruce Willis in that? Christmas. No. Oh, um,
0: Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton was in yeah. uh, Jack Frost. Jack yeah. Jack Frost. Before he decided that, okay, maybe I've acted enough for a while. Uh, I'll come back and I'll for till Birdman. I'll wait Birdman, yeah. Yeah, and then he'll... Which then I he'll... haven't seen. Have you? Oh, yeah, it's amazing. It's okay. incredible. Um, there's a couple parts that are kind of questionable, but I only really... Uh, I listened to some podcasts with David Cross where he was talking about how much he hates Birdman. And he had some David good... David
1: Cross hates everything. He does. So.
0: He had some good points. It was just about, like, there's an art critic or something that uh, Michael Keaton meets at this bar over and over that's, like, telling him exactly how... It, How is all this stuff's going and, like, how much of a hack he is and all this stuff. uh David Cross was just saying, like, that's not how any reviewer would... Basically, his point was just that nobody really talks that way. So
1: it's just... It's not genuine?
0: I guess. I don't know.
1: Well, that's a kind of nitpicky
0: The character did kind of bug me, though. (laughs) But, yeah. There's so many good characters in it, and then you just insert, like, this random woman at a bar, and I'm like, you got so much to work with here. Why do we need this person?
1: Do you ever listen to, um,
0: How Did This Get Made? a little bit I, I should, feel like that would be
1: that up would your be
0: it would almost feel like work though sometimes well I, a
1: bit I mean it's hard though I mean I've only listened if you only listen to the ones where you've seen the movie mm-hmm. you've probably seen a lot of them
0: Yeah I've seen a lot more movies than I don't really watch a lot of movies lately but it seems I mean, like I, I've still seen everything
1: They they talk about shitty movies and I probably haven't seen those movies cuz I know that they're shitty
0: <laughs> Right you don't you don't just watch B movies cuz you know how crappy they are
1: no, I don't. I try to watch things that I think I'll, I'll enjoy.
0: <laughs> One of my favorite... Um, that I think have value. There's an amazing B-movie, martial arts movie, that's all on YouTube, I, I think, still, called... Uh, well, right after Bruce Lee, got so big, there's like a billion Bruce Lee impersonators.
1: Right. I'm thinking... I think I'm thinking of Ricky O. Have you heard of that? What is that? I think it's a martial arts movie, but just like crazy over the top, like somebody gets punched through their chest. Something like that, like very Kalima style. Oh, cool. I think it's called Rikio.
0: I should look that up. What I was saying about Story of the Dragon, though, it's like one of the biggest Bruce Lee impersonators, most famous ones, he looks just like him too. His name is Bruce Lee, L I. They just can't the name to Wow. And uh, it's a movie about Bruce Lee coming to San Francisco and starting his studio and like all these like white yuppie people trying to push him out, which makes no sense. It's, a, like a, it's a
1: dramatization. It's not a documentary. It's a
0: dramatization. And it's all uh, done with voice, like what are those called? The voiceovers? Like really bad dubbing. Uh, like dubbing? dubbing. Oh. And it's so good. Um, good,
1: bad? Because it's bad. like a lot of
0: like 70s like hippie looking guys okay. that are like fighting him for some reason. Because they're just like evil, just because why not? Evil San Francisco hippies from the seventies, basically. Like we've got our own.
1: So for those seventies San Francisco hippies known for their <laughs> known for their aggression.
0: Well, they love their karate, right? That I was hope. when that was coming over. Was when Alan Watts wrote his introduction. Well, that is ben yeah, some
1: Eastern,
0: so right, which is still kind of like the West Coast is. I guess that's got all what the hippies the like. Eastern stuff. What are you saying Ricky O? Ricky O, yeah. I'm just googling things now. Although, why not do it? Oh, the story of Ricky, full movie in English. All right, I'll probably watch that later. That looks great. The
1: cult classic in its entirety.
0: Ew, I love this. This looks like, well, see, nobody can see what I'm talking about, but.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, everyone can. Just oh, is that like a still from what I think I'm thinking of?
0: Guy's head getting like.
1: Or something. Like... Well, there's a lot of really gross, funny stuff that happens. I think Ricky, yeah. Ricky was the one. The one? The one that I watched a bunch in college.
0: Oh, I never heard of it. I watched <laughs> well, a hey, lot there of. here you
1: go. Hey, I, I've seen something you haven't seen. Yeah. i like
0: Shit. I used to buy just random collections of awful B-movies and watch through them. And 99% of them are bad, but I found like two or three of my favorites. There's one called The Man from Harlem, which is like a chef knockoff that was really good. Huh. But you have to what watch are, the whole thing. What are me.
1: your, like, legitimate, what are your top five favorite movies?
0: Uh, Big Trouble in Little China is number one. Okay. Because it's perfect. It's ah, exact... so
1: you had an answer right away for that.
0: Probably The Thing is up there, because that's really? also perfect. Because hmm. it's perfect horror movie. It's just...
1: Are a lot of these going to be horror movies then?
0: Well, John Carpenter movies aren't always necessarily horror movies. I mean, I don't know if you count Big Trouble as a horror movie. Or the original Halloween. Just based on, like, today's standards of, like, gore. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I'd really count the original More Halloween. More like thrillers. Yeah. I just kind of love, like, the way he sets everything up. Like, he does all the music for his own movies, too. So you have all these really creepy, like, 70s scores with, like, a lot of movie synthesizers and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Some of the best songs ever.
1: You like Invasion of the Body Snatchers?
0: Yeah, which they remake, like, every 10 years. It just keeps coming back. Have you seen The Day, Day of the Earth Stood so with Keanu Reeves? Yes. He's so good in that. He's so dead-eyed. He's exactly what you would expect. How,
1: when is he not?
0: I don't know, but I feel like he almost gives like a legit good... Do you ever see John Wick with him? The no, saw?
1: but I've heard good things about it. It's
0: pretty awesome.
1: And I do definitely want to see Keanu.
0: Babu Yaga. He's Babuyaga. Yaga, which is the boogeyman. Uh, he tries to retire from uh, being a hitman. And right. then some. I just
1: know something happens to his dog.
0: Yeah, some random dude like these random douchebags are like messing with him. That's the catalyst, right? That's your catalyst, yeah. yeah.
1: See, I learned something.
0: That's your catalyst when the thing right. happens to the dog. Um, I don't know what your theme would be. Maybe he's just like, okay, I'm done with this. I can die in peace or something.
1: Revenge, just revenge. It just
0: ends up being kind of a generic, generic revenge thing where yeah. it's like, oh, you messed with him. Why did you mess with John Wick? He's the.
1: was man. way too much emotion for Keanu. Yeah, there.
0: He's, pretty un- he's a pretty emotionless towards the b- at the beginning, and then he ends up towards the end, kind of just killing everybody and being a badass again, Sweet. which is fine.
1: Taking ass, taking
0: names. Have you watched any TV recently?
1: Oh, well, I will answer that, but tell me, you only gave me two movies. In oh, two, okay.
0: Five. Two movies. So we got Big Trouble, mm-hmm. followed by The Thing. The Thing. I love, uh, I still love Lost in Translation
1: that's in my top 5 as well cuz i
0: love the japanese i like the the soundtrack's perfect and the scenery is amazing and anything with bill murray yep um, agreed i have to pick a top, tom hanks movie for sure i love catch me if you can but i'm not going to put that in my top 5 um just cuz it's great tom hanks before he got like old and
1: i'd go to joe versus the volcano
0: that one's pretty good but how can you put that over like big or uh
1: our uh, Money Pit.
0: <laughs> not Money Pit. The Burbs. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs>
1: yes. Yep, the Burbs. For sure.
0: I think Big is probably my favorite of his. What, what was the other, What was the other like, super famous Tom Hanks comedy from that time period? He did Big and then he did, um...
1: Turner and Hooch?
0: Not Turner and Hooch. I gotta look it up. Turner and Hooch is pretty bad. Oh, Dragnet also is pretty bad. He was
1: in Dragnet?
0: Yeah, I think it's him and Dan Aykroyd. That was, like, Dan Aykroyd's, like, love project. Oh, Really? And it's just a monumental flop. And it's a terrible movie, so it deserved to be. It's just one of those comedies that doesn't work on, like, any level. Hmm. How do you mess up buddy cop comedies? It's, like, the easiest thing. You have action and comedy. That's all you need. Yeah. Um. Probably just doesn't age well much, either. Okay, let's see. So he's doing to- Toy Story 4. He's finally making the sequel to da- uh, Da Vinci Code.
1: Yeah, I heard about that. Which is... is it Angels and Demons?
0: No, it's, um...
1: Da Vinci Code 2?
0: It's uh Inferno. The
1: Mona Lisa's back.
0: Oh. The Mona Lisa's back. Inferno? Yeah, I think this is the one he wrote after Angels and Demons that was supposed to take place between the two, which made no sense.
1: Huh.
0: So there's Big. There's uh Money Pit. Volunteers is actually a pretty solid movie where he gets he gets drafted, he goes off to war. Oh. And uh he's funny, it's like perfect age. Bachelor Party, that's a pretty solid one. Never seen that. Splash is pretty good. Bachelor Party is where they had the donkey show thing. That was like really risque that they got it. They got B. C. into that movie. Oh, for like a '80s comedy, right? Cousin um, Buddies, of course. That's where he started. I saw that. It's a pretty bad TV show, but he's great on it. League of Their Own, us in Seattle, Philadelphia.
1: Oh yeah. to there. I'm sure you're not gonna pick up. No. A Meg Ryan rom
0: com. Oh, but I do love uh, that one with Billy Crystal. The hell is oh, that? Oh, when, when Harry Met, Met Sally, Sally. It's just yeah, too good. Classic. I do like rom coms sometimes. I don't know why. Um, they're easily relatable, I guess. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to worry that anything crazy is going to happen.
1: Right. Yeah. You don't have to. You don't have to work to watch that movie. Yeah. <laughs> you don't not have work. any put in any effort <laughs> for that.
0: What the fuck was it called? I swear there's another movie, but maybe I'm wrong. Apparently he was on Happy Days an episode. He played Dr. Dwayne Twitchell. Yeah, I knew that. Really.
1: From when he was on The Nerdist.
0: Oh, and he was also He's been on, on, on Taxi Nerdist twice. Yeah, I listened to the first one with him on there. Well, I can't figure out what it was called. Um, okay, so I got three movies. Yeah. Fourth, fourth movie.
1: Wait, so it was uh, Big Trouble in Little China, the Thing, Thing, and Big? Are we, are I'll we go with Big. Ones? Oh, Lost in Translation?
0: Lost in Translation. Then I guess I got and Big as number four. And what movies have I watched more than any other movies ever? I mean, i watched Eternal Sunshine a billion times, and I love uh, Charlie Kaufman, but it's almost like I would put any Charlie Kaufman in there, fifth. If you haven't seen Syne- Synecdoche, New York, it's ridiculous. I have
1: not. I want to, though.
0: It's such an insanely, like, huge movie. Like, he builds a complete replica of, like, New York in his office, and it's fucking crazy.
1: Would you have a Coen Brothers movie? Oh. Or...
0: Yeah, probably *Hudsucker Proxy. Maybe. I like Barton Fink, Big Lebowski. Mm. They all are good in their own ways. I can't really pick one. I
1: know. Well, and also, it's kind of like, you just, you mentioned, like, what are some other movies I watch? seen a million times and it's like so does that is that then the criteria for or the criterion for your favorite because you've watched it a million times yeah or you
0: don't like it as much anymore as you used to maybe
1: i don't know i guess maybe i guess if i could phrase the question two different ways what are your favorite movies or what do you think are the best i think you need to go by genre you know
0: well of course sorry i gotta do orson welles uh citizen kane it's, being, it's just so far ahead of its time. Same with, um... Yeah, I, the
1: first time I saw that, I was just, like, blown away.
0: It's, like, stuff that people are trying to do now. Like, if you watch it now, it's a lot of, like, editing things that are really in vogue now. Right. Well, I mean, and I, when
1: I was watching it, I was just, like, aesthetically blown away. Mm-hmm. And just, like, per, just for for when it was made, I was just kind of, like, I didn't even really care much about the story or the acting right. or whatever. It was just, like, when this was made, like, this is amazing for when this is made. It's like
0: with, uh, Metropolis. Like, they mm-hmm. had the whole cityscape planned out, where they kind of predicted, like, how this, how this transportation would be. I don't think they have flying cars, which is something we don't have, so I kind of give them credit for that, because most futuristic movies from that time period would think that there's going to be, like, flying cars. And so yeah. Far. I don't know if they just can figure out a way to do it, but... Yeah, they've got, like, this skyline, like, futuristic-looking skyline that looks, like, pretty accurate for today. I've
1: never seen that movie, but I'm aware of the movie poster.
0: <laughs> you should watch it. It's not very long. and it's Really? Yeah. It's not bad. I think that fits into the horror category, kind of. I mean, it's pretty uh, obvious, like allegory of just like all the workers that are doing like all the work for all the uh, more technological, like mastermind type of people, are uh, just basically revolt, and then they have like an android that fights them and stuff.
1: Was that? An anime was that in the, like in the thirties? It might have even been twenties.
0: <laughs> hmm. But if we're going back that old, I think it's just hard to judge. Like if we were. We'd almost have to do like top five classic movies. Well, right, and I was just and thinking, I haven't seen like, of them, Oh, and then right. like
1: favorite ch- childhood movies because you know you Willow, like Princess Bride, Princess Bride up there, or um, something like Wizard of Oz. Gotta be up there, you know.
0: Right, it's one of those where you almost have to put it in. It's like you can't, yeah. you can't say you don't like Wizard of Oz.
1: It's not even just. It's like it's not even a movie that you watch anymore. It's just culturally, it's just a part. Yeah. Right. Right. It's a part of you. <laughs>
0: Right, yeah, exactly. It's like a part of the Wizard zeitgeist. guys.
1: a part of me, yes. The like, zeitgeist, that's a good word.
0: Uh, or like Raging Bull, or... never seen... Oh, it's so good. Oh, okay, let's see. The occult symbolism of the movie Metropolis and its importance in pop. Here's some of its predictions that are coming true. Oh, wait, there's a better article. This is fine. I should say who wrote it. This is from Cheat Sheet. This is Nathaniel Arnold. Way to go, buddy. Chris <laughs> Eight science fiction movies that accurately predicted future technologies. This is easy. Well, just as a little not. Uh, Does it sound
1: like cracked or something?
0: No, it's not cheap. It was probably trying to be cracked. But um, there's a contest every year where people get paid like thousands of dollars to try to make things from Star Trek. Like I think most recently it was like the medical scanner that could tell you what's wrong from, with you from just scanning things. Oh. But they had like a translator on there like back in the day that people. Actually created that like or years something now. you
1: push it you push a button and it dispenses your food like, right in, from a powder or whatever.
0: I want food in pill form. That's what I can't wait for.
1: Mm. Aren't you gonna miss chewing?
0: No, mm. eating is always a hassle. I'll. D- <laughs> um, okay, let's see. Well, I guess it, apparently that's the first real example of um, Androids, but I don't really believe that. Let's see. No, I don't agree with this guy on that, so I'm going to not mm. read that. Sorry,
1: this. Nathaniel. But, like... <laughs> you're entitled to your opinions, but...
0: But you're just trying to meet a word limit for yeah. this thing that you're turning in for a website that gave you a, a job. Oh, here's a long, here's a blog about it. I don't want to read this right now. Maybe I'll... I don't even want to put these points Hey, guys,
1: in. if you're interested in finding out... Predictions from... The me? occult... Yeah, the occult symbolism or predictions for Metropolis, go check it. Go check
0: it out. And it's important to... So, okay, we'll click on this thing. Um, ooh... I forgot that, they, the, what's her name, when she was famous for a minute. She did... Uh, Janelle
1: Monet. Yeah. I think she, she's probably still famous with other people. In New York, she's no, probably no, still no, famous. Just not to you. Just not to me. That's okay.
0: She was okay. So, the, ah, this is going to be too long. I'm not doing this. Oh, that's a great shot of the creepy face that the workers oh, coming is out cool. with. Which is actually mirrored in Big Trouble in Little China, but nobody can see what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. There's a part towards the end of the movie there. That is. There's neon like. signs and faces. Oh, basically, the, yeah, the the building itself that they work in is like the Minotaur, like a beast that they're being fed to. It's uh-huh. like slowly sucking them dry. Huh. Malak, which is the name of the uh, place where they work, is also the god, Ball, oh. the, Bull of the sun. Mal, yeah. Jeez. Um,
1: wow, well, I am going to have to check this out.
0: It's pretty cool. And they've, they've updated it a lot recently. I think there's a Criterion collection. Although apparently they lost like a 20-minute dance club scene. Like, way back when, that they haven't, oh. they've only got like bits and pieces of that. But it was a standard in movies in the 20s and 30s that they would always have like a musical number or like a dance scene where they bring in like some random crooner for like a 10 minute, like, huh. long song. Like, if you watch a lot of those old Marx Brothers movies, it's like, God damn it, here's the musical. <laughs> like, can we get back to them running around and causing mischief?
1: I've never seen a Marx Brothers movie.
0: Oh, you're killing me right now. I would actually put them in my top five there, probably. Uh, which one? Horse Feathers is so good. The Other Races is amazing. You should really watch it. It's like live-action uh Animaniacs, but even crazier. Mm. I mean, that's what Animaniacs are based off of. Like, Yakko is, is Groucho oh, okay. and Wacko well, sure. is, yeah, what's his name, Harpo. And Dot's Dad. kind of just a c- glamoration of, like, the other two. Because mm. I guess they couldn't do it two on the nose there, and they needed to have a female character to appeal to younger people. But Steven Spielberg is always trying to, you know, like with this Tintin movie where he just, like, buys something that he liked when he was younger and makes a movie out of it. Or well, Hugo, He does it pretty well. Yeah, but now I feel like he's been doing three-star movies for, like, the last, like, 20 years. There was a point mm-hmm. where... Well, I mean, Jaws, after that, could do you no know, wrong for a while, like, Close Encounters, and... Did he do E.T.? No. Yeah. He did?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who else would have done E.T. Yeah, it was totally Spielberg. Robert Altman or something? That would make sense. No, Robert Altman. <laughs> oh, my God. I'd, I'd that would love be, be weird. See, I'd love to see it.
0: Yeah. Um... This is turning into that show, the movie show. The movie show.
1: Well, you know, we've got to talk about something.
0: Well, I can talk about anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's doing the BFG. That's coming up. They're finally...
1: Is that from Roald Dahl?
0: Yeah. Okay. I was talking about this the other day. Roald Dahl has such an incredible track record for movies made, made off of his books. Like, there's some other like Vonnegut... James and well,
1: the Giant Peach is great. Yeah,
0: James and the Giant Peach. The Witches is also really good.
1: That I haven't seen. And I didn't, I didn't read it when I was a kid.
0: Um... Let's see. There's a lot more. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh. Um, yeah. That's the original, obviously. The original, of course. I think he had a couple short stories that were made in the too. It's kind of like with Stephen King, I guess. Well, actually, he's made. There's been some garbage versions of his books, but some of the books were garbage in the first place, like uh, Thinner. Like that doesn't work. It's the one. Where, it's like 900 pages long, and the guy gets like a. He's a fat guy at the beginning. He gets a curse put on him by a gypsy, and he's oh, we're talking about white. Stephen King now.
1: Yeah, I jumped did I over miss that? It. Okay. What are well, uh, but thinner, thinner was his um, his
0: uh, oh, yeah. um,
1: his Chris Gain the Chris Gaines to his uh, so Stephen his... King,
0: uh huh,
1: which I forget, I forget that name, Richard Bachman, Richard Bachman,
0: okay, geez, I'm on my game today, guys. Oh, Fantastic Mr. Fox is also old doll, Matilda, mm. like those are all great movies. Matilda's amazing. That was one of my favorite movies growing up. um. Oh, he was an actor in something. Oh, he had a show that he was host of that was probably similar to, like, the Alfred Hitchcock Presents or uh, any of the Twilight Zone ripoffs from that time period called Way Out. Interesting.
1: Wasn't he involved in pornography or something? Like, I hope so. Like, he wrote
0: it or... Uh, oh, maybe, like, when he was at war and he was writing, like...
1: I don't know if he wrote it or, like, d- directed it or something. I think he... Had, something, something with porn.
0: Some sort of pornography connection? Yeah. Awesome. I don't
1: remember what.
0: Okay, I gotta look No at that.
1: judgment, you know. Yeah, you know He's like, a man. He's a, <laughs> a man a man's a man's a
0: man. Well, oh you're, you're, you're a human
1: being. You know, thank you for needs. giving him that. Yes. The
0: adult fiction of Roll Dahl.
1: Ooh.
0: Oh, it's kinda like with uh, Mark Twain where he uh purposely wrote a lot of things to be released after he was dead because he knew they'd be received poorly. Like nice. he had a bunch of like letters that he wrote to like this newspaper that he's working for. It's just like the they're still—they're really funny. He's just like such an asshole. He's just like ripping everyone a new one, but you can tell there's kind of humor to it. But maybe it's just because he's so cool. amazing. Tales okay, let's of see. The
1: unexpected.
0: Uh, blah blah blah. Backstory on Roll Dahl. Let's get to the part where he did porn. Uh huh. Um, fiction He's not only the best-selling adult children's author of his time. This is from RollDalFans.com. Thanks, guys. Um, uh-huh. Let's see. Tales of the Unexpected. After seeing Roald Dahl's second collection, someone like you, forty years ago, the stories are brilliant, and his imagination is fabulous. Unfortunately, there is an all the underlying streak of cruelty and macabre unpleasantness. Uh, curiously, adolescent emphasis on sex. Awesome. Huh. But that's just a morality play. That's like, it becomes horror whenever there's morality involved for some reason, because I guess the stakes are that high that somebody's going to get killed, like in a, if they act morally wrong. Like it, morality and
1: sex. Like if
0: you ever watched, you know, a movie where the bad guy gets away with something, or like some bad guy gets away. It's like, oh, I should kill that guy or something. Mm. Like, you wait for somebody to come up and it's like the whole time. And
1: What's a good example of a movie where the bad guy
0: get, gets away? Gets away with everything? Um, I guess I would say. No just, country for old men. Yeah. Kind of, even though he's like real injured because he got shot in the leg and then he has to like go and recoup and everything. Oh, yeah. The water. But still, I mean. He totally gets away, yeah. Yeah, he gets away. I think there's definitely a, a lot of examples of horror movies. Like, well, Jeepers Creepers. I and mean, not Jeepers Creepers. That monster doesn't. Yeah, it does actually. That monster what is remains. the
1: monster in Jeepers Creepers?
0: It's just like some freaky, weird monster. They don't really explain what it is very well. But it, Justin okay. Long's a guy in it, so it's one of those things where, like, it, in a horror movie, if I really hate a character, I don't mind seeing any sort of bad thing happen to them. Mm hmm. Or, like, um, at the,
1: they're probably supposed to be hated, you know?
0: Right, right. Or the end of.
1: Speaking of Justin Long, have you ever seen Tusk?
0: Uh, no, I didn't watch it. I
1: haven't either, but I want to. I hear it's terrible.
0: I'd watch it right now. Um, he's in, uh, Drag Me to Hell, which is just amazing. Is it? Is have, that Sam Raimi? Yeah. Okay. since Return to Horror. It's so good. Hmm. It's just disgusting. It's PG-13. Really? there's like a Yeah, there's like a gross old gypsy woman that's kind of, she, the a main had. character. Yeah, that that <laughs> actress, I forgot what her name is, but she's the girl from Match Men. She was in that at a younger age, which is another amazing, it's a Nick Cage movie where... He's a con artist, but he's getting conned the whole time. It's him and Sam Rockwell. Which oh, is yeah.
1: Like, I've seen that. It's
0: the same girl from that, but she works at a bank and she's trying to get a promotion and some old gypsy woman comes in that's trying to get like a... a, a loan. Extension <laughs> on her yeah mortgage a or something. second
1: mortgage,
0: yeah. So she won't give it to her, but she thinks it's like doing the right thing and she gets like a gypsy curse put on her. Okay. Where like this monster is going to come and take her in three days or something like that. Uh-huh. And yeah, things just keep escalating. of course, Justin Long's like the, oh, nothing's exactly like happening. Like her sweet a boyfriend partial. or something? Yeah. Doofy
1: boyfriend or doofy friend or something? Doofy boyfriend kind yeah. of character.
0: But oh, it's it's just amazing. Um, I wish he would do more This horror.
1: really is the movie episode.
0: I wish Peter Jackson would get back into horror and be able to do anything other than those awful Lord of the Rings movies.
1: The Lord of the Rings movies aren't awful. Hobbit the, the Hobbit, Hobbit the movies one, yeah. are pretty awful. Well, the first one's... The first one's okay
0: but they don't seem purposely awful like spider-man 3 when sam raimi clearly just wanted to no they're not purposely
1: it. it's just because they made three of them which they did not need to do
0: yeah i wonder what happened with um i never really read into why this is totally unrelated so this isn't going to cool segue very well but uh Edgar... tangent
1: corner i got
0: tangent corner. <laughs> Edgar right left uh ant-man yeah and, and it's still a pretty solid movie, but I wonder what happened... What it could have been. Yeah. If he had
1: been involved, yeah. If it
0: had been like Scott Pilgrim good, which is still one of my favorites. That's it is good. I love that movie. Even though Michael Sarah doesn't always do it for me. Superbad's pretty amazing, too, though.
1: Yeah. That to... That's, up. That's Apatow.
0: That's almost on my list there. Yeah, Apatow's been a little off lately, though. He needs another TV show. All of his TV shows get canceled. He had, like, Undeclared, and he had... Uh... Oh,
1: Undeclared and Freaks and Geeks.
0: I think he had a third one, too. And he's like, oh, movies work better because I just make this and then I run away. No one knows. And I run away. <laughs> and then I get out of there before anything else happens. Next is
1: I run away with my bag of money. <laughs> see you in a year and a half.
0: Like all these old actors that are cashing in on like all their characters. Like, Well, you, you see a lot of old actors just go straight for uh, action movies. Like Liam Neeson's like, I'm old, I'm going to be an action star now. Is,
1: yeah, how come they get to do that?
0: Because they're I mean, handsome enough, I guess. Sean Connery did the same thing when he got old. Um, I
1: guess. Oh, um, what's the one with Catherine Zeta Jones? Entrapment. Entrapment, yeah.
0: Yeah. And he just became a weird caricature. And he wasn't sexy anymore, but he still thinks he has that sex appeal. Like like uh Harrison Ford, I think fifteen, twenty years ago.
1: Yeah, he's getting a little too
0: old. He should just stop doing ruining his legacy here, but
1: I don't understand how he's gonna make another Indiana Jones.
0: Did you see the rest of the things he's making? No. Did we talk about this yet? I don't think so. It gets worse. Plays well, b- he's
1: sticking around with Star Wars? No. I guess, well, yeah, Rogue One doesn't have, like, any of them.
0: No, they have that actor who's playing a young version of him, I think. They already cast. Oh, yeah. He's doing a new uh, Blade Runner, which I guess is... What? Rip- but Ridley Scott's been bad since his brother died. Mm. Well. Which is kind of sad. Understandable.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Although, you know, really Scott's... All, all of his best work was right around that time period, and it was just so atmospheric and, like, perfect.
1: Give me some Gladiator any day.
0: about Paul Verhoeven? Perfect.
1: um, he did, uh... Total Recall? Total Recall, yeah. He did one recently.
0: Apparently the screenwriter who did, who wrote Total Recall also wrote the remake of it.
1: Ugh, for shame. I know. Well, it's a paycheck.
0: It was like, uh... What... I
1: can't, well, I can't really speak to, I didn't actually see the new one, but... Oh, it's I don't so need to. bad.
0: I don't need to. Colin Farrell is terrible, he needs to figure out something to do.
1: I want to... Uh well In Bruges is a great fucking movie. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, it's so, so good. good. Um, Vanilla Sky was...
0: I put up there. Those he my...
1: was in Vanilla Sky? No. No, we just said up there.
0: Yeah. Finale B. Cruz and Kurt Russell.
1: Tom Cruise.
0: I like Tom you know as much as I don't
1: remember Kurt Russell in Vanilla Sky. Yeah, he plays
0: his doctor. There's an the... uh,
1: I haven't seen that in a really long time. Um There's... What was I? Uh I was gonna say something. I don't remember.
0: I have a Kurt Russell thing I have to say, I'm sorry. At the end of Vanilla Sky, there's a part where um, Kurt Russell finds out that he's a figment of, like, Tom Cruise's imagination. But he thinks he has two daughters. Like, okay. Kurt Russell's like, but I have two daughters. And Tom Cruise's like, well, what are their names? And he can't think of it. And he just storms off, and that's the last time you see him. Huh. And it's just amazing to me.
1: I should rewatch that.
0: So it's pretty great. The soundtrack's really good. I mean, Cameron Crowe used to be really good. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll take up uh, Almost Famous is right up there. I, for yeah. Me.
1: That's certainly, like, a a teenage movie, like a grown up movie that was my fucking favorite.
0: Yeah, Jeremy Maguire.
1: Jeremy Yep, Any, Jeremy Maguire's good.
0: Keep a good junior went straight downhill. Anyway, I think we went on for a really Snow long No dogs. I saw that like four times in theaters. <laughs> Apparently <laughs> Why? it was a good snog movie.
1: Oh. I think I went
0: with the same girl twice and then I went with two other girls.
1: It wouldn't that just be full of kids then?
0: No, nobody was ever in the theaters, but oh, it's a, it a Disney release, so for some reason it just stayed in theaters forever. <laughs> good snog
1: movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, when you're 14 or something uh-huh. and you just want a dark snog. place of snog. Yep. Oh, well, snog's a good word. You just want to boff them, but you can't, so you gotta snog. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're not to the boffing yet, but you get snogging, snogging all day. You don't want to
0: boff in the theaters. That's what you use the family restroom for. no. Which is maybe a true story, but anyway. True uh, story. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, um, Alyssa, what else did you want to say? Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm.
1: Um. What do they
0: call it? Bogarting.
1: Oh, I don't care. Like I said, I'm really tired today, so I'm. If I if I can keep up at all, then I'm
0: happy. This can be hard to keep up with me. Um, let's see. Oh, I've been watching Peep Show. It's like the best show i have ever seen. You need to. Is watch. this the it.
1: first time you've ever seen it? Oh, I've seen the whole thing. Yeah. It is amazing. I've watched well, a lot of their them. other
0: sketch comedy. I watched, like, a Mitchell and Webb look. Yeah. And I watched... Uh, I, st- I
1: tried, I mean, because I love Peep, so, Peep Show so much, I tried to watch that. And, I mean, it's good. It's got a live drag,
0: which kind of throws you off. And it's pretty hit or miss, but there's some You ob- watched
1: Garth Marenghi's Dark Place? Of course.
0: I've seen Dark Place.
1: Excellent. That's very good. We started watching um,
0: You ever Tosin- Broadchurch. Oh, Broadchurch. I've never seen that.
1: Um, I think it's still an active program, but with David Tennant. Oh, okay. Um it's essentially I mean it's like it's like the killing for uh England. I saw his it's Hamlet. Good, though.
0: His Hamlet was really good. David Tennant and Hamlet. Oh. That was a pretty solid. That's a movie yeah. that he
1: did? I didn't know about that.
0: I should watch Broadchurch. There's a lot of those shows. Broadchurch
1: like... is good. Top of the Lake is the same thing, but for New Zealand. Oh, I, with, I love New Zealand. Um, Scenery. Elizabeth Moss.
0: Oh, I actually, think I watched one. One the or two of the scenery
1: in that movie is great. I bet. Yeah. Oh, Twin we'll Peaks.
0: That. Twin Peaks. That scenery of that just a random like Seattle, uh, Washington town is just so pretty to me. Mm-hmm.
1: So they're still. And that'll be doing. Back. They're still doing a remake, or they're just making more. So they're just continuing it. I think. Just continuing it. And David Lynch is like totally involved. Yeah,
0: he's got complete creative control this time. That's why he left the network. I think in the second season. Oh boy. So they wouldn't let him do a lot of the really fucked up stuff he wanted to do. Uh huh. Although the Twin Peaks on Fox. I don't think so. I think it was ABC. No, CBS. I'm pretty sure it was CBS. Oh, okay. Because back when you had to buy DVDs, CBS TV shows were the hardest ones to find, and they had, like, one box set for it that was, like, $120 for the whole series that you couldn't buy, like, individual oh. things. Even though they also had a lot of their Fucking episodes less Moonves. Yeah, right? I
1: get, our, I get our Twin Peaks cash.
0: <laughs> you know, Twin Peaks was, yeah, it was right after, um. well, you know the show that changed TV forever. Yeah. Hill Street Blues. <laughs> It was just, Tell me
1: why. <laughs> it was it was like
0: that was the first example of like a uh, a successful like Hollywood like director going to TV really where okay. they because that, for some reason at that point you know it was, well, that more was reputable.
1: kind of ushering in the bridging between TV and film because for the longest time you were ever only TV or you were ever only film right and TV obviously was I guess looked down upon but and it, well it, 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 Steven Bachko
0: that's the guy it's and oh, okay. it, it, yeah you know and he's the Law and Order isn't he the Law and Order guy too isn't no that's guy? Dick Wolf. Dick Wolf, oh,
1: <laughs> Steven Pachko, I think was um, N, or the the New York City Police um,
0: L.A. Law, N.Y.P.D. Blue,
1: N.Y.P.D. Blue, yeah.
0: I don't know he just kind of set the uh, whole tone for all these serials that we we're still watching to this day. And like I watched some uh, uh S.B.U. the other day and oh
1: yeah, I will always go to S.B.U. if I just need like something on in the background, complete mindless bullshit, or like if I'm not feeling well. I watch like, like, eating pizza and watching SBU. And you're
0: just like, I've seen this one before, haven't I? And you yeah. never have, even though it's, like, the same exact fucking story every That's time. That's true, yeah. Like, famous photographer or famous musician or some guy who just thinks he can get well, away with it. you need those
1: edge. shows for all the struggling actors in New York City, I'm sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Those
1: sort 87% of, of any given actor has been on a Law & Order. Probably several times.
0: I have a friend who's an extra on Chicago Fire, and she moved here to i actually go there. just
1: watched that the other day
0: her scene got cut in the finale and she was really upset about it oh um,
1: shucks i think i watched the episode before the finale i don't know why i was at home and didn't couldn't think of anything else that i wanted to watch and i was like <laughs> well oh, we bet better that's on
0: we better wrap it up hour and ten that's perfect oh boy don't want to go any longer than that keep it tight keep it tight this is the movie week i'll call it movie episode. Sure. All right, so you can find me on my YouTube thing that I'll probably figure out a way to link. I think I'm going to build a website. It's pretty easy to do. Just Use WordPress or something. Mm-hmm. Link it to my blog and just take my blog. This podcast right there.
1: not sponsored by Squarespace.
0: Squarespace. I don't want to do Squarespace because <laughs> you have to pay for it. I know. There's got to be a free alternative, like Archive.org. Best hey. discovery I've ever made. It's government, so it's got to be. I'm All right, thanks anyway. Thanks, Obama. Thanks, oh. Obama. Obama, 2016. <laughs> great. That's that's about a wrap here, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Here's my great, amazing, fantasy, fancy song that I can't get sick of. Bye. Bye. Bye, Alyssa. Bye, Justin. Okay. Bye, John Boy. <laughs> Bye.